listening to Peak One Sports. Sports Show. It's me. I'm your host, Cole James Rambo. Right over there is nobody. Joey's out for the weekend. He's got some family stuff going on, and we all know family stuff is more important than a podcast you do not get paid for. Um, so he's missing out this week, and you're stuck. I tried to convince Paris, I tried to get, convince my wife to come in here, because she's always got something entertaining to say when you put a microphone and a camera in front of her face and but it's like it's hard to get her out here because she's just like I don't know nothing about sports and I'm like yeah I got all the topics right here I've got all the shit in my head you just gotta talk when something pops into your head just say it and then it'll spark conversation you know and um it's just it's earlier in the morning on Sunday it's usually this is her time to chill with Andy and Joey's here and we're doing this together and I just, I wanted to get it done. We're going to a barbecue later today and I want to have this thing done and edited before we go to the barbecue because I don't want to come back from the barbecue in whatever state I may be in and have to still edit this thing and send it off because, you know, I'm in charge of doing the show, recording the show, and editing the show, okay? I do it all. And so, I mean, so do most people on this network. I'm not saying, like, I don't want you to pat me on the back. I only bring this up because I had a audio uh, issue on this week's Fight Night preview. Um, it's the first uh, subpar audio, like, subpar quality episode I've put out since we've been on Peak One. So I want to apologize to the listeners. It sounded like we were in a fucking wind tunnel recording that thing this week. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Um, still was very watchable, listenable, whatever. Um, but it just goes to show you, you know, I love this game. I love this podcasting game. I've been doing it for like 13, almost 14 years now. And, uh, for, you know, no money just because I like doing it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the medium. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking in general. Hence the fact that I'm in here alone talking to a tiny little black lens right now and just pretending that I see all your faces out there because um, it makes me feel a little less crazy that I can just keep talking and talking with no one in the room. Um, I, I come from, a, I've said before, I come from a long line of, of loud snorers. I also come from a long line of talking to yourselfers. I remember just looking out the blinds into my backyard at times my dad's just back there having a full-on conversation with the air. Just hand motions, talking, responding to the... Like, just... I mean, there was definitely alcohol involved, but you know what I mean. It takes a special kind of person to talk to no one and pretend like someone's listening. But I think some of you might be listening. You might be watching. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But what we need you to do is share... This show, share the network. We we're we're at, this hundred subscriber challenge is coming. It's coming to a head. We're almost there. By the time this comes out, we might need single digit numbers to get there. Okay, it's a slow build, 
But once you get to these big chunk numbers, then then it then it then it it'll grow, it'll grow, and we're trying to grow this thing. And and we appreciate everyone who's tuning in on a weekly basis to this show or any of the shows on Peak One Sports. But we need you guys to share it. It's the only way this thing works. It's the only way. I mean, not everybody's as psycho as I am, and we'll keep doing this uh, in perpetuity for no money and uh, and you know. Not a lot of listeners and things like that. I'll keep going. All right. You don't got to worry about me in some form or another. I keep going. But there's other people involved with this network that are sane, rational human beings. And at a certain point, if we don't got you guys sharing and spreading the word and this thing isn't growing like wildfire, maybe we just throw in the towel. Who knows? So get out there and do it. It's not hard. You guys are liking the content. We see it. We see the thumbs ups. We see the hearts. But you got to hit that share button. You got to tell your friends. You got to tell your enemies. You know what I mean? Send your enemies the worst show on this network and make and have them watch whatever you think that might be. You know, tell everyone in your life what's that? What's what? What? What's it gonna hurt? Then be like, ah, nah, I'm not into sports. Okay, moving on. But maybe, maybe there's that one who goes, oh shit, yeah. I'll check that out. And then they check it out and they like something that they see on, on peak one sports. And they go, you know what? I'm going to tell so-and-so, you know what I mean? And then so-and-so tells so-and-so. And that's how this thing works, man. You know, we're, we're, we're at a certain point. We only have a certain reach alone. It's the reach of everybody involved. And that means the, the, the listeners, the viewers, the subscribers, if you're an audio listener, and you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else, make sure you're subscribed to the show. You don't want to search it every week, so make sure you're subscribed. If you're a, a YouTube viewer and you're watching this right now, go subscribe. Even if this is the first episode, you may not watch another one. Go subscribe because you never know. One day, an episode might come across of something that you're really into, and then that'll bring you right back to us. So what's it going to hurt? You guys have you you've subscribed to like... You've gotten rid of cable and subscribed to 70 million streaming services that you've forgotten about. And then in like five years, you'll, oh shit, I've been paying for this for the last four and a half years. And I, I all I did was watch Halo, the TV show on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then you get rid of it, right? So what? we're not even charging you. It's a free subscription. So just subscribe. And then in five years, you go back and you say, oh shit, I'm still subscribed to Peak One Sports. It don't matter. We're not in your pocketbook. We just need the numbers. The numbers are what will get us paid. And then, you know what? I mean, if I can if I can switch over and, and go from being a construction worker to a full-time podcaster, I'll do one of these every day. You think I can't talk this much every single day? Yeah, I can. You know what I mean? So, anyways, that's my that's my plea to you. Is to go share this with your friends, and share it with your enemies, and share it with your loved ones. Um, I'll try not to cuss on this episode as much today, so share it with your children. Share it with everyone. We're a family affair here at Peak One Sports, alright? Um, as always, uh, we're also brought to you by Betalytics. Betalytics.com, go there. 
with uh, and sign up with uh, promo code Peak One Sports. Get twenty five percent off the fee. Uh, your profile at Betalytics. Um, they're not doing MMA yet. I know we talk about that all the time. Maybe one day, but I, I, not a good idea. It's just too un, un, unpredictable. I think. And this weekend was no different. Um, for uh, my picks, at least what we were talking about on uh, Fight Night, shit's unpredictable. Sports can be unpredictable, but the best way to bring your success percentage um, to a better spot is to go to go to betalytics.com and get a profile and get 25% off with the promo code peak one sports. And they do baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, football, and they just give you pretty much all the information you're going to need to make about the best, most educated bet you can make. Let's be responsible with our bets out there. Don't be like me. Um, okay. hundred subscriber challenge. We're coming to a close. By the time this comes out, uh, we may need, you know, single digit subscribers and, uh, to get to our, our goal. And me and Joey are going to have to follow through on our, uh, on our challenge and, and our, our, uh, our sports challenge with each other. And I think I've got the final three here. I'll wait till Joey comes back next week before we really, um, cement these and sign the contracts and everything. But I believe that if we can get to a hundred subscribers, Joey and I are going to be going head to head and we'll be putting, we'll have cool edited versions of these challenges going up on the page once, once we get there. Um, but we're going to be going head to head in a wiffle ball home run derby. All right. We've got a actual wiffle ball field we're going to be going to, and, um, that's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I got to get out there and get some swings with the wiffle ball bat because I, I have, a, I have an eight year old son. So I'm, I've lately, as of late over the last few years, I've been strictly on the all time pitcher side of wiffle ball because he can't throw straight for shit. So there's nobody to pitch to me. So I'm constantly pitching to him. Therefore, uh, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to do that. Um, we'll have to nail down the details on that because as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking I've always envisioned having an all time pitcher and then me and Joey just hitting, but now I'm thinking it might be fun to pitch to each other, right? Cause then it's kind of a double challenge, right? Um, I don't know, but then you're going to want to not throw No, no home run derby. You got to have all time pitcher just throwing. Just throwing strikes, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm glad we figured that out. Um, we're also going to be doing an uh, ice hockey shootout, an NHL-style shootout, um, a three-man, or three-man, <laughs> three shots, three shots apiece, basically, best of three um, hockey shootout. If it's at a tie, then we go one for one after that. Um, we're going to be doing that at Oak Park Ice Arena. Haven't talked to Danny, the manager, yet about it. But if you're watching this, Danny, I'm talking to you about it now. If you're not watching this, I'll talk to you about it. Uh, at, on I'll talk to you about it tomorrow at my game, um, and get that set up. But I'm sure he'll be cool with it. Um, and then um, yesterday, so we've been trying to kick around this third idea because I wanted it to be a best of three challenge, right? Because somebody's got to be the champion, and if we're going to do more than one, you got to do an odd number. So. Um, 
for the third one, we've been kicking a lot of things around. No pun intended. We originally were thinking like a field goal kicking competition, but that's something that's, uh, you know, I don't think that would be very cool on video because I think we would both just be so bad at it and maybe not even make any, you know, so I don't know. Um, there's a lot of different stuff we were kicking around, but yesterday um, we went my wife and my son and I went to my one of my son's friend's birthday parties at John's Incredible Pizza, which is also has like, you know, if you've never been there, I'm not sure if that's like a nationwide chain or if it's just a West Coast thing. Um, it's like, you know, your standard, like, like a low rent Dave and Buster's, you know what I mean? It's a pizza, it's a buffet style pizza joint. So it's buffet style pizza with like all different types of pizzas. And then they got a salad bar. They've got some noodle a noodle and sauce bar and they've got like a dessert bar you know just low rent white people shit um but then they've got a pretty decent arcade they've got like an actual like carnival spinning twister ride in there they've got classic you know laser tag you know in uh they've got uh some bumper cars they've got like a little mini it's set up like a bowling alley, but it's a small ball, so it's basically like bocce ball, I guess, or whatever. But it's like set up like a little three-lane bowling alley. Um, they've got a mini golf course in there, um, which started making me think. I was like, well, shit, do we just come for our third challenge? Do we come to the arcade and we each, we give each other a certain amount? Because they have like cards there. You put money on cards. So I'm like, we each put we each get 20 bucks on a card who can amass the most tickets, you know, who can, I don't know. But then that was like, well, that could just be a special on its own. <laughs> but it got me thinking about mini golf. Cause they have this in, it's kind of a crappy little mini golf indoor glow in the dark mini golf course. But then I was thinking I, we've got quite a few decent mini golf courses around here. We're going to do the bungalow open and the, for our third and final, you know, because like me envisioning this right now is like maybe Joey beats me in the wiffle ball home run derby. I eat Joey's fucking lunch in the ice hockey shootout. And then it all comes down to the bungalow open mini golf championship. And whoever wins that takes home the 100 subscriber challenge, uh, 100 subscriber challenge, challenge trophy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but so I think that's what we're going to do. Obviously, Joe will be back next week and we'll really nail all these things down. But again, people share this, Ch share this channel, subscribe to this channel, share this channel as much as you can. It doesn't take just another click. You already clicked like, so click share too. What are you afraid? Your friends are going to be like, what are you sharing this stupid show for? They're like, no, they're not. They're either going to just scroll right past it or they're going to click on it and they're going to like it because why wouldn't you like it? That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, to keep it in the arcade for a minute, you know, as an adult, you know, I don't get to go to that many arcades, or at least recently, uh, you know, I have an eight-year-old, I said, right? So, like, he's just, if you have kids out there who are, like, over six years old, like, you realize they start to kind of plug in and come online and, like, have their own personalities and they start getting into shit and they're not just kind of just doing whatever you're doing and uh so now andy's really into arcades so we've been going to arcades a lot you know recently um and you just go in it's just, sometimes you just go in places and you're just like oh 
I'm just a kid for a little bit, right? Like, who cares? I'm the, the inhibitions are gone. I'm not a, I'm not too cool for school. Like yesterday, we went to that John's Incredible Pizza, and all my son's friends, like they have their little their little homie gang, that all came to the party, and then they all go get in line for laser tag, and they're just super pumped. And I'm just looking every time the door opens and the smoke machine, like some of the smoke comes out of the door. You see the lights and the lasers going off in there. I'm just jealous, dude. So jealous, you know? And like part of me, I mean, I really, it, it I don't care at all, really, if like people think I'm immature, right? I feel like it makes life more enjoyable to kind of stay a little more childlike. Like I take shit seriously when it needs to be taken seriously, but on a on a day to day basis, um, I'm trying to live like, you know, with these kitty glasses on, man. I'm trying to be excited about shit. That's the only way you can, you know, be happy in life with all the mundane shit you have to do as an adult and a parent and just people trying to just make it in the world. You know, life will beat you down. That's why you just got to take, you got to put on some goggles and pretend you're eight sometimes. And when I saw that laser tag line, I was just, it took everything in me not to get in that line and then just be like, I would have been like a fucking Will Ferrell character, like in that laser tag, just owning kids and, you know, barrel rolling and, you know, freaking shooting them execution style. And just like, just, just owning those kids. And I just, I'm like, ah, no, we'll let them have their fun, you know. But I, I get really into, uh, into arcades when we get, when you, you know, you get inside the confines and it's like, I got, I'm going to be here for a couple hours, so I might as well enjoy myself. And yesterday I went on a, uh, a racing game. Andy went on it first and then I went to go try to join his race, but he was already going. So I did my own race and it was like uh, your classic style racing game. You know how like you have like your, 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 uh, the car racing where you're in this cockpit and you got the, the wheel and the gear shifter and stuff. And you, and then you've also got like the motorcycle style ones where you lean side to side on the motorcycle. This is one of the motorcycle style ones, but it was a snowmobile race. It was like an X games machine or some shit like that. And your boy, your boy set a, set a course record on, um, the hardest level course. I just, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to go hard. I haven't done one of these in, I haven't done one of these in years. I'm just going to go hard. And I went hard and I set a course high score, uh, high, uh, best time. You know, had to put in the initials, got that number one spot. And I got to tell you, it doesn't matter how old you get. You set a high score on a machine in an arcade. And, dude, I was on I was on cloud nine the rest of the birthday party. Dude, I'm walking around that. I'm walking around John's Incredible Pizza like I'm John. Like, I own this place. I'm just, like, standing up a little bit taller, shoulders back. I just kept walking by that game. So, like, just in case anybody wanted to know whose initials those were up top, I'd be like, hey, you want to see my my license? Like, that's me, dude. Those are my initials. CJR, Cole James Rambo. 
host of the Bungalow Sports Show. Um, but I don't know. It kind of inspired me yesterday because now I'm like, well, shit, we could go into one of these arcades here in Modesto. There's a few different spots. There's a Dave & Buster's. There's John's Incredible Pizza. There's Funworks. There's uh, Boomers. There's a few different options arcade-wise. And Joey can I can do the do like a little arcade challenge series like once a month or something where we go in and, and we just have an arcade challenge. Who can get the most tickets, dude? Or we like do specific like skee-ball, like a skee-ball championship. Or even maybe do a tournament down the road, you know? We invite other, we invite anybody. We open it up, you know? We do a, we do a skee-ball championship. I don't know. We'll see. Lots of stuff. Lots of fun stuff was flowing through my brain at the arcade yesterday. Um, maybe we should talk about some sports today. It's only it's only been 20 minutes and I haven't mentioned anything really about sports. Um, our boy, our man, Stan Kroenke, owner extraordinaire. We talked about him last week or a week before or whenever the hell it was, you know. Denver Nuggets owner, Avalanche owner, Rams owner, um, Mammoth owner, uh, all, you know, he's just winning championships left and right. His real estate group is taking over uh, an arena project in San Diego with the ability to house an NHL or an NBA team. This is big, dude, because San Diego, they lost the Chargers, like they still have the Padres over there, you know, but that's baseball. Um, and... I'm not sure what their arena status is down there. Um, I know they have like a minor league hockey team. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully they'll get a NHL team. Hopefully maybe the Coyotes will go there. Um, hopefully they'll get an NBA team. You know, San Diego deserves it. It's a cool city. Um, you know, they support the Padres. The Padres spent a lot of money on that team uh, with players and everything else. So, um, they must see the, uh, the benefit in that. So it must be a good sports town. I don't know. I've never spent any time in San Diego, which we, we should have ask Alexis. He lives, you know, pretty, pretty damn close. So that would be exciting, uh, for him. You know what I mean? He could get into hockey or basketball and, uh, actually have a team to root for down there. Um, but Stan Kroenke, dude, just making moves, making goat path moves. Oh, that reminds me peak one. Uh, merch store go to uh, bonfire.com slash store slash peak one sports and uh, we got goat pass shirts up now little silly little shirt if you uh, if you're into the goat path if you're into like uh, you know some of these some of these athletes and and uh, people around sports that are putting together careers and uh, yeah it's easy to recognize the goats once they're the goats but did you did you recognize them when they were on the goat path? Let everybody know. Go get yourself a goat path shirt at the uh, Peak One Sports Store. Um, the uh, link will be in the description of this episode. That's bonfire.com slash store slash Peak One Sports. Um, oh, yeah, go for it, Stan Kroenke. Stay on that goat path. Um, what do I got here? Um, uh, Nick Marsman. Uh, MLS goaltender. He is actually uh, the goaltender for the uh, Inter Miami, where he's his teammates with Messi now. Um, probably gonna have to miss Messi's debut because he was bitten by a spider at the zoo and hospitalized. Really fucked him up. Um, 
I kept reading this article and they didn't even say what kind of spider it was. What kind of journalism is that? But um, it had to have been something gnarly, probably like a brown recluse or a black widow or something. I mean, we're talking about, well, I don't know. That's Florida. So there could be some kind of gnarly, you know, foreign spiders that came in on boats or some shit. But, um, you know, what a bummer for an athlete to get taken, taken out by a spider like I mean, it's 2023, dude. Like, what are you doing getting taken out by a spider? I feel like at this point in my life, if I got bit by, like, if I'm in my backyard and, like, around here, I guess probably the the most poisonous spider around where I live is a spider called the brown recluse. And uh, it's very rare that anybody gets bit. I had a neighbor got bit by it when I was a kid, though. But, um, you know, like, I'd, I, I, it's 2023, dude. I don't think I'm, I don't think I, I can die by spider anymore. I don't even think I could get hospitalized. This guy's getting hospitalized. Put me in net. Why is this guy in net getting hospital? I don't. That's not. Uh, that's. I don't know. I don't want my pro athletes being hospitalized by spiders, dude. I kill spiders or I decide to let them live. That's my choice, not theirs. You know? And um, Nick Marsman. I mean, speedy recovery, dude. Like, I want. I mean. You know, I'm not always the best for everybody, but it's a bad look, dude. Getting ta- almost taken out by a taken out by a spider. All right, we got a little throwback coming in. <clears throat> coming in um, this week was announced a big, uh, uh, not not a big TV contract, but a TV contract between ESPN and Slam Ball. I don't know if any of you out there remember Slam Ball. Um, it's a throwback to like, I don't know, was it like early 2000s or like maybe even the late 90s? No, probably through 2000s. Um, it was like a, it was a, a cross between uh, basketball, hockey, um, and on a trampoline. I guess you could say kind of football too, but not really. It's just basically like, it's like basketball with, we're checking, like hockey style checking is allowed. But then they're also on a series of trampolines surrounding a basketball hoop, and then they gotta you know slam it in off of one of the trampolines. It's a, it's one of those sports where it's like, it's interesting that ESPN is taking it is is made a TV deal with them. Like, in a in a world where the Live Golf Tour like it even merged with the PGA and they're st- they got to be on the CW. But slam ball is gonna be on ESPN. <laughs> like it makes you think. Like me, I'm a, I'm a freak, dude. Like I love traditional sports and I love the, the traditionalism of like the main sports in our lives and our countries and the things you know the kind of things that we hold sacred as sports fans. But things like slam ball and like these newer sports that just get made up, I'm all for it, dude. Like. Uh, even like like the the basketball like the big three or whatever was that it, it, like it's just like different spins on different sp- and it's fine it's never gonna be big like like the major ones so it's like let it have its space and slam ball ain't gonna deal with ESPN is like it's kind of like we're entering idiocracy now you know what I mean the first thing was the UFC and. You know me. I love the UFC. I love MMA, but it's 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 brutal. It's a brutal sport. It 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 pulls at the strings of our like inner barbarians. You know what I mean? Like I'd say what you want and how evolved humans are and how how evolved we must keep being and things like that. There's always the thing inside of us that um 
you know, that's where like rage comes from is like you can you can filter our rage and our our aggression into other things these days to not be like a shitty person who's out there just fighting with people all the time. But there's always and the people who can tap into that and use it usually become professional athletes. Right. Um, And the UFC cage fighting slam ball like we're moving. And then on the other side of it, you've got people, you know, upset about words and shit like that. So it's like we have there's no the the middle ground is gone. It's like either you are a complete. Uh, you're you're completely soft and want to live in a soft world, which teach his own. That's totally fine. Or you were completely hardened and want to live in a kill or be killed hard type world. <laughs> like I'm somewhere in the middle, man. And and like uh, I feel like I'm, the population of the middle is getting less and less. But I'm not helping it because I like slam ball. Like go watch some uh, slam ball highlights. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's some good hits in there and shit and some, co- but it's also just like, what the fuck are we doing? You know what I mean? Like I'm to the, I'm one of these guys who's like, if you can't beat them, join them in a way of like, there's nothing I can do about the climate climate of uh, society today and what people like and dislike. Um, but you know, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just along for the ride. So if there's going to be a world where there's slam ball, whether I like it or not, I might as well just join in and like it. I don't want to be on the complainer side that's just complaining about some stupid, you know, sport that all it does is add, like, injury, you know. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. I've, I've seen a couple different debates about, like, all, like, extreme st- versions of, like, uh, of traditional sports and what it means, like, when, like, you know, or, like, like slap fighting and shit like that. Like, all this stuff that's, like, going viral. And I think that's what it is a lot with this slam ball thing is, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, footage that's going to go viral for just clips of cool slam dunks or big hits or whatever. You know what I mean? And they're going to really stylize it and with the trampolines and the high jumps and the people, you know, people are going to be doing flips and shit. And like, it's just there's a lot of opportunity photo ops, you know, for viral stuff. And that's the way of the world today. Slap fighting is not cool. It's not nobody fucking likes it. But yeah, if I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see some two big giant dudes holding onto a table and their other hand is covered in powder, I'm going to watch to see what happens. You know, so they're getting all these crazy social media hits on, you know, TikToks and reels and like just the 30 second, one minute little videos. And that's what's paying people's bills today, you know, and again, there's nothing we can do about it. So we might as well go along for the ride and watch some goddamn slam ball. Um, but that's me. I don't know. I'm in here alone today. So like, you're just hearing stream of consciousness. I've got no feedback. I've got no, you know, quip little comebacks or disagreements from my pal Joey. We're not different. I like, I'm, I'm just, I wish, I wish I could just hear one. We're different today, but no, I'm alone. So we're not different. We're all the same today. And you're all just inside my head. Um, moving on. Uh, keeping it in the uh, realm of the future of sports, Wimbledon is unveiling an AI commentator that uh, is going to uh, debut at the tournament, which 
um, obviously is can happen, right? If you've seen, you know, chat GPT and a lot of these different um, chat bots and just these AIs that are coming out that people are able to um, not control, but like put parameters on, like, of course, an AI can watch a tennis game and commentate on it. Um, it'll be interesting. I'll definitely want to hear it um, just to see how creepy it is and how like uncanny valley it is, or if it's like indistinguishable from a human um, and tennis is probably a good start because it's they're not a, not a t tennis can be exciting, obviously with the rallies and shit like that, and watching it going back and forth and just how athletic they are. But as like a a play caller, as like a, a commentator, not a lot, um, not a lot of things like going on super fast, right? So like I think that'll be a good place to start for an AI commentator. Like once you get into sports with a lot more rules and whistles and uh things like that and different fouls and all the and penalties and everything it might get a little more convoluted and hard for an ai to keep up but i'm sure that's right around the corner so um if you're super into um i wonder what like like is there a difference is if, if you're a tennis purist but you only watch on tv are you going to care if it's a human or a robot like in the actual stadium if you're there watching a tennis match I mean, I could see wanting a human just for the emotion side of it. You know what I mean? When you're going back and forth. But maybe that, you know, that lends itself to TV as well. I don't know. It's going to be a weird, weird world pretty soon, people. Um, it's just, I know people are uh, trying to uh, deny it or think that it's not going to happen. But uh, we are on the cusp of some, especially with our entertainment. We got this writer's strike going on in Hollywood and the biggest base base of that strike is basically like the the issue a big of one of the big issues with the strike obviously is pay but it's all, also the use of ai um for writing scripts and uh different things like that and using ai as a jumping off point and different things and um you know people are going to lose their jobs and shit cuz you're not going to need as many human writers because you know, you can have an AI write an entire script and then a human can go over it and edit it and change it around. You know, basically the bulk of the work will be done by an AI and then maybe one or two people can go over it and add the humanity to it. And maybe the AI learns humanity and then we don't need them at all. I see what they're saying. I see what they're striking about. But also, like, um, you know, a big uh, cross-section of, of America are truck drivers and a lot of truck drivers are getting, you know, soon going to be getting replaced with self-driving trucks. And for a while, they're going to need a human in the truck while the truck is self-driving just as a fail-safe. And then over time, they won't, they'll realize they won't need a fail-safe because of the amount of accidents not happening because AI are driving the trucks. And then they'll phase out that fail-safe person that has to ride with the truck and then you'll just need the people to load the trucks but then they'll realize oh we made these forklift robots that can just pick up these pallets and load them in the truck for us and then you'll just need somebody with a remote control to control the forklift robots and then after a while you'll realize that oh we can just map these things out like a Roomba and we don't need the forklift we don't need the controller of the forklift robot anymore and then that guy loses a job right so this is all over in a lot most industries right now is I, people, you know, you got the automatic burger flippers at McDonald's and shit like that. You know, it's, it's happening. It's, it's not, not happening. I mean, 
and the, the speed of it is is what I I think people aren't realizing is going to uh, have the biggest impact. Is like over time, like we I'm still of a generation. I grew up. I was born before computers. There were household computers. You know what I mean. So. I got my first computer probably when I was my son's age or maybe a little bit older, you know, and like, so I, I know both of those worlds and then to see how long it took to get from that first computer to where we are now. And then every year, month, shit, even every week, we're seeing these leaps and bounds that would have taken years before, but they're happening in months. They're happening in days now. So the timing not only is it all coming down the pipe, but it's all happening faster and faster. The more things we invent, the more powerful the AI gets, the AI makes itself better faster. It's kind of just like humans, right? We start, we have the Industrial Revolution. Look how much time there was from cavemen to the Industrial Revolution versus from the Industrial Revolution to now, right? Even us. We are exponential, right? We... The more we learn, the more we build, the more we create, the the more things we learn how to build, create, and the more ideas we we have. Um, so AI is doing the same thing, except it's just light light speed faster. So, um, to be honest, uh, I think this. I mean, this isn't a job for me. I don't get paid, but this like sports commentary or like commentary on things. I think is like going to become like one of the one of the things that like can't be taken over by AI, right? Because everything we do on this show is completely opinion based. It's 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 specific to me and even Joey who sits 5 feet from me in this studio and has been my friend for a decade and and we've grown super close and are have a lot in common. Our opinions don't even match up. A lot of times, you know what I mean? On whether it's something, you know, mundane like sports or, or, uh, or bets or, or anything else. The, the, whether you're a sports commentator, a political commentator, a, an art commentator, a food critic, like all the, all the things that are based on opinion are going to be the only things that are humanized in the future because anything that's facts based or anything that can be done. Uh, where there's a, a, a black and white yes or no, a robot can do it. But anywhere that's gray area in this show, sports commentary in general, is all gray area because it's all people-specific opinions. Yeah, some people steal their opinions from other bigger shows and, and like that, and they don't even formulate their own opinions. They just take somebody else's and regurgitate it. Still, that's coming from a human source, you know, and it can't really come opin uh, by a, uh, AI. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have bias, but they're not going to have bias right out the gate, right? They're not going to care if the Sharks win as much as I do. <laughs> they're not going to care at all. They're just going to get, they're just going to know the stats. They're going to know the predictions of what might happen. And then they'll give you the results at the end. You know what I mean? That's all that. That's all it's gonna do is ba go based off the facts. I go based off my gut and my heart and my brain. Right? We've talked about this before. All, all this, all this, this show. It's coming right out of these three spots. You know what I mean? My gut, my heart, my brain, and uh, that can't be duplicated, my friend. I don't know what's going on right now. Okay, I don't even know what this freaking show is. Oh, 
But I think it's almost over. It's going to be a short one. We don't. This is the point where we do some Joey quickies right now. Um, Joey's not here, so we got no quickies. But what we do have is a little switch up with the. Uh, I know last week I changed it from just the shout out to the shout out and the shut up. But this week, no shout out. I just got shut up and shut up. All right. And maybe it's because I'm alone in here. I'm angry because I don't have a co-host. But I got shut up and shut up this week. And my first shut up is to Dana White, Daddy Dana, the leader of the UFC, um, giving merit to this Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk fight. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, Facebook and Twitter uh, are going to be like going head to head because Facebook is releasing their version of Twitter at a social platform that is basically a, a Facebook, a, me a meta, meta version of uh of twitter so then i don't know if it was playful i didn't even see the original interview but whether it was playful or serious or whatever zuckerberg was like yeah i'd fight elon because you know zuckerberg he uh he wins jujitsu tournaments without bribery um but uh he's like yeah i'd fight elon and then elon's like i'd fight him in the k in the ufc octagon elon says that you know and then Fucking, it obviously, because we live in idiocracy, we live in bizarro world, we live in slam ball world, um, it, it get take gets traction, gets all over the internet, and then fucking fame sucker Dana White, who just has to, has to keep himself, I don't know, man, he has to just, he's, he's a, he's a Conor McGregor-esque in the amount that he has to keep himself famous for no reason, I mean, Roger Goodell, he's famous uh, for people hating him because he's a commissioner of football and same thing with Rob Manfred. And I don't know if people hate, uh, what's his name? The tall, bald guy from the NBA, David, David Stern. No, that was the last one. I don't know. Anyways, you know, I know ball. Um, but anyways, Dana White come making comments about how it could happen. It'd be the biggest pay-per-view of all time. And da, 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 da. And like giving merit to this is just like motherfucker. Like why can't, and this is where my curmudgeon-y old sports salt comes in. Because it's just like, I get it. Make a slam ball. Make something that's not attached to basketball, hockey, or football. And make slam ball. It's over here. You know what I mean? Make the big three. But you don't put a big three team in the NBA playoffs. It's just the big three's over here doing its own thing. What Dana White does is... He constantly says how he doesn't do circus fights. Like, so MMA, when it first started in Japan, like, I mean, it didn't first start in Japan, but like one, like uh, Pride and UFC, like Pride got really big there, bigger than the UFC for a while. And they were famous, you know, the, the, the Asian countries were famous for doing kind of freak show fights. They would just put big giant humans against little people and just do all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know... Just people who were just famous being able to fight a professional fighter and all this stuff. And Dana White, I'm never doing that. Where he always always toots this horn of how they don't do freak show fights. But then he co-promotes Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, which isn't necessarily a freak show fight because they're both professional athletes. But Conor McGregor's not winning a boxing match against any top professional boxer. No MMA guy is. Um... And but then like you had like the James Tony coming over to MMA and fighting Randy Couture and Randy Couture ankle picked him and put him through the mat, 
And then, um, you know, the Brock Lesnar experience was a successful one, you know? So it's like not necessarily against it when it's other professionals. But the thing about this is like this would just be a complete money grab and just also another look at how fucking stupid Americans are is uh, we're going to put these two, the two richest guys in the fucking country. I mean, you put Bezos, Richard, both of them, you put him in there. He's mopping the floor. You ever seen that guy? Bezos' transformation from when he started Amazon to now, it's like, uh, it's literally, I mean, it human growth hormone at its best, dude. Like, he's fucking jacked. And he would fucking, he would eat both Zuckerberg and Elon's nuts, dude. He would completely annihilate them. And you can see why he's not involved in the conversation. But... Elon also, you've got to outweigh Zuck by at least 80 pounds, I'd imagine. Got to, he has to, right? So there's either got to be some weight loss there or something. I don't know. But it's just, it's it's crazy because it's just like nobody wants to see these motherfuckers fight. Like they can't fight. They don't fight. They're fucking, they're Silicon Valley nerds who create a bunch of innovative shit and make a bunch of money. That's what they do. Like, and... Like, when I say, like, in the comparison to, like, a freak show, like, Colin Slamball, like, some stupid American shit, but it's also, like, like they're over there doing their own thing. Putting Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk on a UFC card or even the UFC being attached to it in any way is, like, oh, we're going to put the NFL saying, you know what, we're not going to play Thursday Night Football this week. We're going to broadcast the, you know, loosey-goosey, uh... Dirt League Championship. That's what we're going to broadcast. You can't... You can't do that. Like, you can't... Call your... And, and the NFL would never do that, right? Because they have a standard. The UFC constantly, you know, making... Being involved with ESPN and just constantly trying to be taken seriously as one of the major sports in this country. A la NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Trying to be on that list. But then you know, giving merit to a Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg MMA match in your league or, you know, you promoting it in some way is just like, that is ridiculous. That takes you off that, you're not, if you do things like that, you're not eligible to be taken seriously as a sport. And as a big a fan as I am of MMA and the UFC specifically, it kind of hurts because it's just like, motherfucker, I've been supporting this and watching this for so long and it's so cool to finally see it on ESPN and finally see it on mainstream stream TV. But yet you still hold nothing sacred. You know what I mean? Let them fight. They can go fight. Anybody can put on a fight these days and they can do their pay-per-view and they can do whatever the fuck they want if they're actually going to do it. But don't be involved, UFC, because that's just that that takes away credibility. Because this is like these aren't athletes. That takes away credibility from all the people on your roster. Of like, we're gonna take a spot on a fight card, on a a main event, on a pay per view, or whatever, a co main, whatever. We're giving merit to this over one of the fighters who has worked hard to get to that position. Like, it just takes away. It's like. Dude, we Kansas City, we made it to the Super Bowl again, but Pat Mahomes, um, we're going to need you to sit down. Cole James Rambo's coming in. He's been playing a lot of Madden lately, and uh, we're going to see if he can lead the Kansas City Chiefs to yet another Super Bowl. 
You know what I mean? And I don't know. A lot of you out there probably don't like or love MMA, UFC as much as I do. But it really sucks, dude. Like, it sucks. It sucks balls, man. Like, this isn't a fun thing. Like, uh, you know, Will Ferrell playing for every team during spring training. Like, that's spring training. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to put Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk uh, in a amateur, non-sanctioned bout live on UFC Fight Pass and, you know... Only real fucking degenerates will fucking go buy it and sign in to watch it. Then, okay, I guess you could do that. But when you're talking about this would be the biggest pay-per-view of all time. Do you want it to be? Do you want Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg to be the biggest pay-per-view of all time? You don't want it to be a Floyd Mayweather fight. You don't want it to be a UFC fight. You don't want it to be... You know, just a a big boxing match in general. Like, it takes away from combat sports so much to even put that out there. That that would be the biggest fight of all time. And it just shows the state of your sport in in America and the world. So, shut up, Dana White. Um, And my other shut up is to all the people who... Anybody out there who had a problem with uh nhl teams doing uh pride warm-up jerseys this last year and this has nothing to do with pride i have no i could care less how you feel about homosexuality or homosexuals or pride month or black history month or whatever it is that you have a problem with i could care less this isn't about that what this is about for me is you're taking away my fun because now the nhl because there was such an uproar because of the pride warm-up jerseys. You know, teams, if you've never been to a live hockey game or, like, watched early on in a broadcast, like, when the teams come out for warm-up, they usually have a specialty jersey on. They have, like, some kind of commemorative night at the at their stadium. There's some, you know, a holiday. There's like, They've got some kind of commemorative, fun warm-up jerseys that you can purchase um, and add to your collection, and then they go back after warm-ups, put on their regular jerseys, come out and play the game, right? So they don't wear these things in the game. So, first off, you can't handle 15 minutes of a rainbow flag on your fucking jersey. Go fuck yourself. I don't care how you feel about anybody in this world. You're a bitch. Because by complaining so much and having such a problem about this one specific warm-up jersey... Now we get none. The NHL has put a stop to all... Um, let me read it right. The NHL has announced teams will not wear specialty jerseys during warm-ups next season. So now you're just going to get a version of their regular jersey like it used to be before they added this super fun thing where they had cool warm-up jerseys and you'd have your St. Patrick's Day ones and you'd have, like, the Sharks, they do a Mexican uh, heritage one because we got a lot of uh, Hispanic people in the Bay Area where they do the Los Tiburones and they do cool Sugar School-style art with the logo and it's like, there's just badass artwork. Um, Valentine's Day, uh, Memorial Day, like, all these cool different jerseys, you know, it's and, and the ideas are endless. You could for years and years you can have different ideas for different same holidays, adding things all the time. I love jerseys. And because these fuck faces 
who had such a problem with them. Where I mean, and who knows? It's probably one night. They weren't wearing them all month. It was probably one night they were wearing a fucking rainbow version of their jersey. Like, turn the TV off for a second or show up to the game late. Like, if you got such a problem with that. This has nothing to do with pride. This has nothing to do with... Because that's like, that's like... That's like saying well, fucking shark shouldn't do the Los Tiburones jerseys because we have a problem with uh, Mexican immigrants coming to this country undocumented and now they shouldn't do it. Fuck you! It's one of the coolest jerseys every year. It's like, why do the fucking Irish? Like, I don't, I don't have a heritage that has a jersey. I'm what they used to call Heinz 57. I got nothing. Like, I got nothing in me. I got a million things in me. Nothing to hold pride to. Why should the fucking Irish get a St. Patrick's Day jersey? Why should all the people that love love get a Valentine's Day jersey? Why should anybody get a fucking jersey? It doesn't matter. It's a thing. It's a it's a, something fun. It's something to add to the sport that isn't negative. It's just pure fun. <coughs> it's representation. It's cool. It's another thing to add to your collection. But no. People thinking they're taking some kind of a moral stand. You're just taking a bitch stand. Because you don't have to buy the jersey. And it's like, oh, I'm tired of all the sports getting political. And it's like, they're not. People are acting like Pride Month just happened since people started getting woke. It's like, no, it's been around forever. Black History Month been around forever. Longer than most of the people who care about this have been alive. So, and if you're hearkening back to a time, the 1960s or the 70s, like, what the fuck off? Like, things are different now. Things always get different. Things change. So for you to specifically ruin an entire fun part of a sport, of a sports fan, this adds to the sport for me. This adds to my love for it because it's cool. It's fucking cool to have all these different jerseys. And you fucking ruin that because of whatever moral, religious, antiquated fucking views you have on this one specific night that they were wearing pride jerseys. You fuck it up for the rest of us. They call the guy, they call what NFL is the no fun league when they took out celebrations, they took all that shit and they're pulling a lot of that stuff back because it added fun to the sport. The NHL has now put a, put their, dip their toe in the no fucking fun league. All because what? Because, I mean, and how many people could it have actually been? You know what I mean? I think the NHL's thing is like there was a lot of players that were against it. And da 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 It's just like, um, well, um, hmm. Who cares? Like, they're okay with wearing the leprechaun jersey, but not the rainbow jersey? Why? You know what I mean? Or fucking sit out. Sit out. Sit out for warm-ups. Wear a different jersey during warm-ups. I don't know. Let them do whatever the fuck they want. But don't take it away from the rest of us because they're closed-minded assholes who just can't let everything be equal. It's like, oh, you're adding all this shit, all this gay stuff to everything. Well, there's, there's shit added to everything all the time. This is another thing 
that you can't stop because of your your views are not going to stop this from happening. Whether you think TV and entertainment and everything else or the frogs are turning everybody gay, people are gay. I fall somewhere where in the middle where I think that is a more of a free time to be able to come out and not people aren't as scared and worried about losing their jobs and their families and their social groups so they're coming out at younger ages or coming out in, more in mass because it's safer now or it's safer for them. They feel safer, whatever the fuck you want to say. And then also there is, uh, there, there's a lot of influence. There's influence in everything though. And if you keep that to yourself, teach your family, your circle, you do believe, do what you want, hate gays, hate fucking black people, do whatever the fuck you want because there's nothing I can do to stop you. But now you're ruining my shit and I don't like it. I don't fucking like it. Okay. So you get these kind of impassioned rants when Joey's not here and I don't, I'm please anybody in the comments who comes at me with some kind of stupid argument towards this. It's not about pride month. This argument for me is about my fucking practice jerseys, my cool warm-up jerseys that you have all taken away for no reason. Because the NHL not wearing a jersey for a Pride Night warm-up isn't going to stop people from being gay. And them doing it wasn't going to turn anybody gay. So I don't know what your problem is, but that's not what it's about. It's about my jerseys. Me. This is about me. This show is about me. Joey might have got a bigger square, but in the end, it's about me. Thank you for joining this week. I hope you tune in next week. I don't, again, I don't know what we're doing here. Thank you. <laughs>